Picture the scene. Just before what we are presented in today's gospel, Jesus was back in Nazareth with his mother Mary, getting ready to leave. Perhaps having a last meal with his mom. Not easy to leave, but he knows it's time for his public ministry to begin. And he walks along the dusty road, heading for the Jordan River where he knows John is baptizing. Jesus realizes, of course, how radically his life will change. And what is the scene like when he arrives at the Jordan? John, a rugged character who survives on locusts and wild honey, dressed in camel skin, is saying some pretty tough things. You brood of vipers, he tells the scribes and Pharisees. Who told you to flee from the wrath that is coming? How can you expect to escape that wrath? How can you expect to escape hell, basically is what he's saying. Calling them a brood of vipers, he's really calling them a family of snakes. And, but he preaches the word of God and tells them how to find salvation. And then Jesus shows up, the one who is our salvation, the one who helps us escape the wrath and to find everlasting life. And John is humbled that the Lord would come to him for baptism. And although this is not recounted in today's gospel, Jesus, ready to be baptized, is asked by John, shouldn't I be baptized by you? And Jesus says, let's fulfill all righteousness. Basically, the Lord wants to go before us to sanctify the waters. And Jesus experiences something extremely important in this baptism. He didn't have any sins that needed to be washed away, but he did have a human need to receive the affirming love of the Father, because after all, he's about to face a life of sacrifice and temptation, a life of rejection, a painful and humiliating death. All of this to fulfill the Father's will that we find salvation. All this to accomplish his mission. Now, a human being can bear suffering only if he knows deep within himself that he is loved. Love gives us the strength we need to be able to face any adversity we may find in our lives. Now, perhaps we think, well, Jesus is God, so he didn't really need to be strengthened. Well, it's true that he is God and that he lives in that Trinitarian community of love where there's a constant communion of of love between the persons of the Trinity. But the Lord Jesus is not only divine, he's also human, and he has human needs like us. He's like us in all things but sin. And he has this need to be affirmed, as all of us do. And so... This experience was important for Jesus as man. Imagine what it must have been like for him. Jesus goes down into the water. He goes down into the water. You can imagine John placing his hand on Jesus' head and plunging him into the water. And Jesus is underwater. There's that moment, what's going to happen now? 
course, he comes out of the water. The light shining upon him, the water dripping off him, the Holy Spirit descending on him in the form of a dove and the Father's voice thundering, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. But Jesus comes not for himself, but for us. He wants us to be members of him. He wants us to be baptized into the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so it's appropriate for us to imagine ourselves next to Jesus, being baptized with Jesus, with John the Baptist's hand on our head too, plunging us into the water where we go down. And again, there's that moment of what's going to happen now? Imagine, for example, a mother whose child is baptized by immersion. That child goes down into the water. She's nervous because Even the thought that you could die might come to mind. And that's not inappropriate that it would come to mind because after all, we're baptized into the death of the Lord. We die with Christ in baptism. But of course, we also rise with Christ. We rise from the water. We receive the Holy Spirit because Jesus is the one who comes to baptize with water and the Spirit. And in him we receive that Spirit. In him we hear the Father's voice proclaiming that we are beloved to him. That he is well pleased in us. Now, we're not divine persons, obviously. But we are beloved of the Lord and we are members of Christ And if we stay faithful to Christ, he's well pleased with us. He wants us to be members of Christ forever and to be well pleased with us forever. That's why he sends us Jesus and sends us the Holy Spirit as well to strengthen us and enable us to be faithful. So Jesus is bathed in light And we are bathed in light as well. This is what St. Gregory Nazianzen, one of the great fathers of the church, tells us about the baptism of the Lord. He describes it so perfectly. He says, Christ is bathed in light. Let us also be bathed in light. Christ is baptized. Let us also go down with him and rise with him. John is baptizing when Jesus draws near. Perhaps he comes to sanctify his baptizer. Certainly he comes to bury sinful humanity in the waters. He comes to sanctify the Jordan for our sake and in readiness for us. He who is spirit and flesh comes to begin a new creation through the spirit and water. The Baptist protests Jesus insists. The Baptist is the lamp in the presence of the Son, the voice in the presence of the Word, the friend in the presence of the bridegroom, the greatest of all born of women in the presence of the firstborn of all creation.
the one who leapt in his mother's womb in the presence of him who was adored in the womb. The forerunner and future forerunner in the presence of him who has already come and who is to come again. Jesus rises from the waters. The world rises with him. The heavens, like paradise with its flaming sword, closed by Adam for himself and his descendants, are now open. The Spirit comes to him as to an equal, bearing witness to his Godhead. A voice bears witness to him from heaven, his place of origin. The Spirit descends in bodily form, <clears throat> like a dove, like the dove so long ago announced the ending of the flood, and so gives honor to the body that is one with God. How beautifully this saint describes the scene. And what was that experience like for Jesus? He must have been moved to the very depths of his humanity. He tastes the Father's love and approval. He is filled with joy and with awe. And he desires to respond in love, which will mean embracing his vocation to sacrifice himself for the salvation of the world. Not just for the world as a collection of people, but for each of us individually, known and loved by him. And so Gregory of Nazianzus urges us, be cleansed entirely and continue to be cleansed. Nothing gives such pleasure to God as the conversion and salvation of men for whom his every word and every revelation exist. He wants you to become a living force for all mankind. Lights shining in the world. You are to be radiant lights as you stand before Christ, the great light, bathed in the glory of him who is the light of heaven. Wow, what a call. You see, it's not only the Lord Jesus who has his mission. Each one of us has a mission. Each one of us is given a role to play in the Lord's plan of salvation. Each one of us has something particular to do, given to us to do that nobody else has to do. Each one of us has gifts, relationships, opportunities, trials that not everyone and no one has exactly in the same way we have. We're called to cooperate with the Lord to fulfill our mission and in order to be able to fulfill it, we need to receive that affirmation too. We need to be able to hear the Father say, this is my beloved in whom I am well pleased. We need to receive the Holy Spirit. And so we have to call upon him to open our hearts to that Spirit. To make sure that our baptism is not just something that we give lip service to or maybe remember on rare occasion, but that we try to live out in our daily lives, which requires that we live in our relationship with the Lord by taking some time with him each day 
by trying to enter even briefly into the silence where the Lord speaks to the depths of our hearts, where we can tell him of all of our trials, of all of the concerns of our hearts, of all of the difficulties we experience, of everything that is on our minds that bothers us, that we need help with, and even to tell him about our joys and to thank him for his love, to cultivate that relationship and to receive from him so that we may live each day as he wishes, helping in his mission of salvation so that we might, in him, through his spirit, draw others into his kingdom where we are called to be as one communion forever, saints among the saints of God.